Hey everybody, welcome to Radio Labyrinth. This is season six, episode 58, or 59, depending on what number you're looking at in the uh, in the show notes right in front of you on your podcast. Or, you know, it's correct on YouTube, so that's all that's important. Uh, we are welcoming a guest this evening to do the show with us and hang out, and her name is Emily Hine Warren. She's a longtime listener and contributor to the show. Uh, if you remember earlier this year, she, uh, she was on one of our abortive games, and uh, not we didn't do a game about abortions. We but you know, did the game a couple times and then never revisited it. But it was fun while we did it. Um, Emily is joining us because she gave a very generous donation to the Aflac Cancer and Blood Donors or Disorder Center at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. It was 95.5 WSB, where I work, WSB's Carathon. And uh, thank you very much, Emily, and welcome. Yay, welcome, Emily. Yay. So you decided to come back even after that game. <laughs> yeah, I embarrassed myself pretty bad on that game, but um, I'm going to try and get y'all back tonight. Yeah, the game was terrible. It wasn't your fault. Yeah, no, it wasn't terrible. I it, came up with it. It was bad. Yeah, but I don't like saying negative things about games because games get upset when you talk about them poorly. What game do you have for us tonight, Emily? Uh, we're going to be playing Spoonful of Sugar Trivia. Spoonful oh. of Trivia about sugar. No, it's going to be a, a game where I'm going to give you some famous movie lines that are uh, talking about food, culinary world, um, things we all like to eat. We all like to watch movies. So I'm going to give you a quote from a movie, and then you got to tell me which movie it's from. We pray love. <laughs> <laughs> the cook, the thief, the wife, and his lover. I almost threw in a quote from Chocolat, but I wasn't sure how, how deep of a Johnny Depp fans you all were. <laughs> Chocolate. I didn't see that film. I must say, I wouldn't no, know. We, did. we saw it in the theater. We went and saw Chocolat in the theater. You and Jeff did? I believe. That's a date movie. You and Jeff went on a date to see Chocolat. Well, wasn't that girl from Amelie in it? Girl, the yeah. woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I actually went to see that movie by myself in the theater. <laughs> oh, well, that too. You could go by yourself to go see it. But it didn't seem like two dudes. Hey, dude, let's go see Chocolat. Yeah, maybe I went out on a date or something and saw that. I don't, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. Well, first of all, before we get going on the show, I have to say congratulations to Admiral James T.J. Hooker uh, Kirk. Uh, uh, how old is he? 92 or is he 90, 90, 90 years old? Uh, William Shatner went into space today. I mean, very just right, right at the end. He just put the tip into space since that rocket that Jeff Bezos, uh, what's it called? Blue Origin. Um, uh, one. Yeah, Phallus One, the Josie and the Pussycats space rocket is exactly what it looks like. Or a Hitachi Wand, if you're a modern creep who visits websites. But it, it just the tip went into space and then it floated back down. And uh, it's pretty cool that they invited him to go. And uh, yeah, so congratulations. I would never do that. I'd shit my pants. Do you think he's going to be like some kind of Guy Pierce uh, Prometheus character now? You know, like that was his whole goal of going up there just so he could live forever. Somehow yeah. he's looking for the first humans. 
Yes, probably. <laughs> they did. They pulled that same joke. You remember back in the 90s, the late 90s, they sent John Glenn into space or maybe it was 2000, but they they put him on uh, the space shuttle. So John Glenn, the first man, American in space, they put him on the space shuttle. He goes up and they fly around. They do the whole mission. And the funny meme back then before memes were memes uh, was everybody dress up like Planet of the Apes. But that joke didn't catch fire and go all over the world because we didn't have social media. I saw that same joke. Everybody put on your Planet of the Apes mask. Well, they're only up there for eight minutes, so it's impossible for the world to just transfix or transform that way. No, but it's possible to go through a wormhole and come back onto the Planet of the Apes. Or you could fall into, uh, you know, Los Angeles 10,000 <laughs> years ago and uh, run into a psychologist so you can talk about your, your problems with your son. <laughs> I completely noped on that show. I like the premise, but I'm not going to watch La Brea. Anyway, that's digressing. But yeah, I think it's really cool that TJ Hooker went to space. Um, and I had to do the the uh, impression on the Von Nessler Doctrine. It was very difficult. So I had to dial up my best Kevin Pollack doing William Shatner impression and keep relying on it. Then finally, we had audio of him coming out. So I tried to do the old man Shatner. And uh, and that was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty much easier. Because the extent of my Shatner has always been when I tried to get him to autograph Jeff's communicator when he came into the regular guy's morning show and he went, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he's got Come a on. YouTube video out right now where he watches people do yeah. impressions of him. Uh-huh. He's like, he's, he's like flummoxed. He's like, I don't sound like that. I don't sound like that at all. It's like, no, yeah. There's, yeah, there's really, really, there's, there's a couple others I've heard that are good, but really the best one that gets it, even when he's not over, I mean, he can do the calm Shatner and it's of course, Kevin Pollack. He's, he's nailed him and he's the best one, but uh, yeah. So Jeff and I are tired. We went to see dead and company last night at uh, uh, Solaris amphitheater at Lakewood, whatever the fuck Solaris means. And uh, Emily, you were there also. Yeah, I think Solaris uh, stands for this venue should be shut down. <laughs> you don't like the venue? I, I like it better than um, Alpharetta. Why don't you like uh, that? No, you can't park. You can't get in the theater or in the stadium. Plus, now everybody has to stop and show their Vax cards, so it takes even longer. But once I got in, yeah, the show was great. It was just jamming all night. I really enjoyed it. See, I like that. Like Jerry the- Garcia. Anyway. <laughs> He, he wasn't there, uh, Steph. He, he quit the band in 1995. He, he said, I'm tired of the Soldier Field shit. <laughs> that was it. But the reason I like um, I like the, the Lakewood is because it's dirty and it's still in a you know, mostly shady neighborhood. So that means um, there's, I think there's more places. To me, it's harder to get into uh, the Alpharetta venue. Yeah. Because- because you know you're it's all you know there's office parks but it's, it's just so sterile and uh and uh, there's more cops and there's more people walking around in the yellow shirts telling you what you can't do uh at lakewood it's got more of a chill vibe i don't know if that's because it's dead oh, and there's, company. there's two sides on lakewood there's like yeah. two sides for parking so not everybody jamming into one area right but it, it was still fun i mean the concert was really good um yeah, and it was a good couple of sets. If you're into Dead, The Grateful Dead, you would have enjoyed it, I think. There's some songs I don't think I've seen in concert previously. I just maybe I was so fucked up before I don't remember. No, I don't. I've never seen Crazy Fingers before. I haven't either. I know that for a fact. Yeah. And my uh, boyfriend, John Mayer, did great as always. Now, did you go to see John Mayer or are you and your husband longtime Dead fans? Um, well, I grew up out West, so I hate to say I was not a huge Dead fan growing up, even though I should have. I mean, I still remember, though, the day Jerry died. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, a plague came across the high school when everybody heard news. Um, but I've gotten into a more, um, you know, getting into jam bands through my 20s and 30s. And then, yeah, the icing on the cake was putting John Mayer in front of him. I, I oh, was yeah. like, oh. Did he do mostly his new album? <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He did Your Body is a Wonderland and Bobby hit it over the head with a guitar. <laughs> he brought he brought a lot of younger people uh, yeah. to the shows. And, you know, that's why they're now playing amphitheaters again instead of playing, you know, like the Fox Theater or something. Yeah. Uh, I was telling Jake last night, I, I could be wrong, but I think that they kind of brought him on to keep the dead as a brand alive. Oh, yeah. Even if all those guys go, I think they'd still want to be touring some sort of form or fashion of the Grateful Dead touring. Right. In infinity, you know? Well, I think it's it's cool that they're still doing it. I think there's something to what you're saying. Uh, he definitely brings that, that uh, younger edge of the millennial generation. Um, and then maybe even younger people. I don't know. I mean, the guy hasn't had a hit in a long time, but, um, you know, people oh, John Mayer? well, he didn't have like a radio hit is what I'm yeah, saying. His last album has done very well. The one that oh, came yeah. out like a month and a half ago. Yeah. But I'm just saying that it's not like, it's not ubiquitous, you know? Yeah. Like in 2000, whatever you heard, every radio station was playing your body is a wonderland and why Georgia. And I want to run through the halls and, is he millennial like he's he's like 43 yeah that makes him a millennial older ed older edge of the millennial generation but like the first yeah the very yeah. first yeah yeah um yeah so i don't know uh his singing bothers me but you know i can live with it i liked O'Teal. i thought he was the best singer but we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about the dead the whole time <laughs> um I did like the fact that you saw a lot of people out and about having fun, not worried. And I didn't mind that they were checking your car. I don't like being, you know, show your papers, please. But also I do like the fact that, you know, you do have a sense of safety in your mind, even if it's only in your mind, knowing that, uh, you know, every, most of the people in there were, were had vaccination cards or they did the test outside. Could you imagine driving from say like Nashville, we're going to go see the dead. Oh, did you, did you get your vaccine? No, but I'm going to take the test. You get down there and oh, you tested positive fuck you can't go in so i don't know i'd rather have the card um so what else are we going to talk about today uh emily i don't know how often you listen to the show but we we talk about you know tv but yeah. you know, uh but we do a little bit of news and talking about current things that are in the news as far as pop culture goes so if you feel free to weigh in sounds good i'll try to keep up <laughs> We are going to play your game. I want to talk about a couple things that are in the news. We already talked about Shatner, which I still think is the coolest thing in the news cycle that's buried by everything else. Uh, Dean Kane, remember Dean Kane? He was uh, Superman in the 90s. Uh, what was that? Clark, Lois and Clark. Was that the name of that show? Yeah. Yeah. Harry Hatcher. And bringing Superman to modern audiences because prior to that, Superman was just a movie. And then before that, it was uh, George Sport. Reeves. George Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a tragic end for both he and Christopher Reeves, but uh, no tragic end for Dean Cain, except for, you know, he's excommunicated from Hollywood for being a 
Republican, but uh, he's upset because Super They is uh, coming out. And uh, Super They, by the way, I mean, is um, Superman's son, John Kent, has come out as bisexual and it made all the social medias and all that shit. And people were upset and other people were like, fuck you, I'm up, I'm upset that you're upset. And then the back and forth. And really what it ended up being was just the new modern commercial for, hey, there's a new Superman comic book or Superman storyline. That's what these things always end up being. They're always just commercials, you know, people arguing over uh, a comic book where, you know, you're, you're upset that Superman is gay, but you're not upset that he's from another planet. And the only thing that can uh, keep him at bay is a green rock from that same planet. That's impossible. I mean, it's just a comic book and who cares? I don't it's care. just a way to sell comics because comics are on the way. They've been right. on the way out, you know, yeah. right. They've got to bring the cut, the people back somehow. And any press is good press. Exactly. And you go back to the 90s when the Spider-Man was that was really the end of my DC and Marvel comic collecting. I still buy different ones from time to time, but, you know, collecting the the major ones. Spider-Man went through this weird thing, the clone saga, and there were 10 different books and they had 10 different covers and you had to get all of them and blah, 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 blah. And it was just excessive and stupid. Uh, nowadays, they don't have to do that because they can just say, oh, uh, Superman's son is by. Now, I didn't know that Superman's son was taking over for Superman, which is kind of weird to me because Superman shouldn't age. I mean, well, he did age from a baby. He's, to well, he's doing the Invincible storyline. He's uh, leaving planet Earth to go fix things somewhere else in the universe, and he's leaving his son to be the Superman for Earth while he's gone. Uh, well, he's going to be busy at a lot of rest stops, so I hope he is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. It's not the 90s anymore. There's no more phone booths anymore. No, no, we have to change the uniform. Rest stop bathrooms. That's it. See, that's the thing that bothers me about this. Not that that he's bisexual. I think that's cool. It doesn't matter to me. But what bothers me is you can't make jokes. And there are a lot of jokes you can make that would not be harmful. They would just be funny little one. You can't say that he's going to change from from his street clothes into his uniform in a glory hole. (laughs) Well, you can. You can say it. But you said it. I didn't say it. I don't know. It's like John Stewart said. You can say the jokes. Yes. You just got to take the heat. Yes. And have the balls to take the heat. You, yeah. It's not about like you can't say it. You can say it. You just got to fucking take what you get from it. Right. And now Dave Chappelle having a special pulled off of Netflix, which didn't happen and won't happen, is a lot different than you're fired from your radio job. <laughs> Fuck, I'm never going to get another job. You have to have that FU money to be able yes. to eat. So I have a question. Uh, my comic book experience uh, starts and ends at the Archie comics. Uh huh. So- uh, is sexuality something that's brought up all the time in all of these DC comics, like in the actual comic books? Do they talk brought about up that? in Archie? Archie yeah. has all sorts of woke characters. Yeah, check <laughs> it out. <laughs> Jughead. There's one episode I just read where Jughead was um, uh, felching Archie. And no, that, that's oh, not. Oh, God. Not felching. They, in, other, in, in, in the comics throughout the years, there's always been sexual relationships between characters but you know yeah. and even homosexual relationships between characters is very common from yeah. even the 80s uh, yeah. but but yeah this is just just more like a publicity ploy is all it is. yeah it makes it makes people go oh superman's son's going to be gay in this comic book i better buy a copy so i can sell it yeah in, in 20 years or whatever it'll be worth something but just like the death of superman comic books everybody thought oh we're gonna yeah, that's not worth it. They'll be worth something. They're 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 not even worth cover price anymore. Another another thing though in the comic book world, and this is DC also, Aquaman's coming out as straight. <laughs> <laughs>
I wish they'd make him weird. I thought he had like a Troy McClure thing going on. <laughs> Aquaman? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because he'd like to fish. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Patrick uh, Duffy never read as not. Oh, he was the man oh, from yeah. the past. He was an Aquaman. He was more of a name in the in the vein of Namor, Prince of the Sea or whatever. Prince of the Seas, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, is never Namor has never been brought into the Marvel universe. And there's he was an Avenger, and he was also involved with the Fantastic Four. He was found around the same time as Captain America. So I wish they would bring Namor. Well, to be a complete nerd, I'll go ahead and throw this in. In the Marvel movies, when it was showing um, the map. And you would see those little dots on the map behind someone's head, like uh-huh. you know, one of those scenes. There was a dot for Namor. Oh, so really? he, he's been, yeah, he's the, so it, it's kind of there. I'm just waiting for him to. It'll probably be like a Phase Five yeah. character. They haven't found a woman to play him yet, is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think, though? I mean, Superman is not a human being. No, he's not. Right. He's an illegal I mean, alien. It just seems like they would have something more interesting to be something beyond bisexual beyond any of these things you know mm-hmm. like like they do fuck rocks or something i mean just something he could fuck the thing yeah like, yeah just you have to do a crossover <laughs> sorry well, that was that was the kevin <laughs> yeah. smith that was the, always the kevin smith thing it was like superman can't fuck lois he'd blow a load right through her back that is true <laughs> or set her on fire with his heat vision i'm sure I mean, something's gonna <laughs> happen when he gets close something bad he'd have to screw her with a rec- with a kryptonite condom and that would kill him how could you have <laughs> supergirl if you're not from krypton she, her hymen is like trying never but seriously think about it you could never do it no i mean you can't even shoot a like you never mind because we're gonna this yeah. is a charity show we're not gonna go down that route mm-hmm. uh wokes are mad at the new ghostbusters by the way it's getting good reviews 81 percent right now on rotten tomatoes now that's a critic score which you know that the uh the fan score is going to be way up there uh but i read one negative review and of course it came from the guardian and they're mad because the person who wrote this obviously doesn't know that the last ghostbusters movie with all the ladies in it was not canon and this movie will be canon. So like they're erasing this from the canon. Well, it was never in the canon. So shut the fuck up about it. The movie was bad. It was too long. The director let everybody walk all over him. And instead of saying cut, he said, go ahead and do whatever you want. I'll just put it in the film. Well, that's gone and out of the way. Ivan Reitman's son, Jason Reitman, directed this film. And uh, like I said, it's getting good reviews. Ghostbusters Afterlife, right? That's what it's called. Yep. And that comes out relatively soon. Are you guys going to watch it? Yeah, oh, for sure. We should do a uh, radio outing at the movies to go see that. That would be, cool. be a good one. Are you a Ghostbusters fan, Emily? Yeah, and I hate to admit, I kind of like the one with the girls in it, but I also <laughs> my kids and they enjoyed it, but I am a super huge fan. Well, it's I'm, a lot of people enjoyed it. A lot yeah, of people. I mean, it was, a, it was a funny movie and it just, they, they chose not to make it part of the Ghostbusters canon. So let it be a standalone movie. That's fine with me. Yeah, they yeah. kind of ostracized themselves with yeah. not doing that yeah 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 i just wish there was yeah, I, I agree i think they could have named it something else i don't think that it really was a true ghostbusters film so yeah. they, they swapped out the name or something i think they wasted what's her name from saturday night live i think she's a funny comedic actress i mean evidenced by um and please jump in with her name leslie jones she was very funny in coming to America's sequel. And I think, but they had her go, I'm the janitor. I'm going to drop, you know what I mean? I don't like that shit. You know, let her be her. And I think she would have been funnier than, you know, just being the Ernie Hudson stand in. 
anyway, uh, a couple of other things before we play this game. Uh, 70, uh, the 70s show is getting a spinoff for Red and Kitty. So tell me about that. Uh, it looks like they are, they've agreed to put this show together. It's going to be called The 90s Show. And okay. it's going to be Red and Kitty uh, being grandparents and having Eric and Donna, uh, their their daughter, who's now uh, in college, starting college, living with them while she goes to college, and then all of her eighties or late late eighties, early nineties style friends come over and basically remake the show based on just a couple of decades later. So they sit around uh, playing uh, Magic the Gathering and taking Ritalin <laughs> and doing whippets. Yeah. yeah. Are there any of the other original cast members going to be on? Um, I, I probably Eric and Donna would probably make cameos, but but Red and Kitty, they're the only two that are going to be uh, standard characters. And, you know, you might get. Yeah, there's no way that Hyde will be participating in that one. Uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. no, he's he's he's, he's watching that one in the community yeah. room. Yeah, maybe they'll drive by his jail. He's on Zeno. <laughs> now, don't you picture like a scene where he's just kind of in a room by himself with Kurt Cobain's "Write Me" playing in the background? Yeah, because that's what's happening to him in jail, not because we're celebrating what he did. What a douchebag! It took forever for that guy to get in trouble for it, and everybody knew for a long time. But yeah, you know, he's banned from Hollywood. Is are his brothers still acting? His younger brother, the one that was in um, scary movies, he was in in Scary Movie Two, and. Mm. Um, yeah yeah he's still acting but not sister's been nowhere to be found on on the walking dead oh his sister was on the walking dead oh yeah yeah that's right she left though didn't she Uh, they didn't didn't kill her off as far as i remember and she just disappeared it always Uh, sucks for actor families when somebody rapes in the family you're tainted that way (laughs) um another show that's returning to television and I watched it every once in a while, mostly when Jeff was watching it when we were roommates. G4 TV is returning. What is going on with that? Is it a network? Entire network? Yeah, the network G4 is coming back, and that means Attack of the Show is coming back. Will Chris Gore be involved? He's not listed as being involved. I don't know why. Maybe he's just doing other shit on his own now, but he was always on Attack of the Show every every Thursday so or Tuesday. That was the best thing about that network or that show. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the woman uh, that everybody liked? Not the Olivia. one, oh, not, not Olivia Munn, but the other one that all the nerds liked. Morgan Webb, that's her name. Morgan. Oh Webb. yeah, she she hosts um, hosted X Play. Uh, X Play, yeah, with Morgan. Uh, Let's yeah. play some video games. And they used to play uh, reruns of that Most Extreme Elimination Challenge on there. Yeah, maybe, and and they were the first ones to show the Ninja Warrior show. I mean, that's the original squid game yeah we didn't get a chance to talk with steph about did you watch the sopranos movie mm, i watched like five minutes of it you weren't into it no i've actually went back and i started re-watching the sopranos instead ah okay and then we did did you watch uh, all the squid game watch the first two episodes what do you think of it so far uh really into it yeah it's a cool show yeah i'm two episodes in as well i didn't think i'd like it but it hooked me instantly yeah. same yeah. Yep, it's don't, a, listen, don't listen to our uh, our spoiler cast deep, deep dive episode on it until you're finished. I found a, a lawyer in Korea, uh, an English. Uh, she her her uh, practice specializes with English speakers. Is uh, she broke down in her blog 
um, all the uh, the laws that were broken and the consequences people would face in Korea. So I think that's pretty neat. So that's that's pretty much all that's going on pop culture wise. There's a lot going on, but uh, that's one of the the big things. Uh, movies this week. I'm gonna hopefully be able to watch the Halloween film. Uh, what's it called again? Halloween. Halloween kills. Halloween kills. They're um, actually yeah. my mom. They're planted at the brand new drive-in they just built near my mom's house in Michigan. At a, at a drive-in, that would be so cool. Fuck yeah! A brand new drive-in that would be even better with like a yeah, it's state of the art. Yeah. yeah, like super. You know, all the cool speakers and mm-hmm. new swings for kids to get snatched and molested on. It's gonna be perfect. <laughs> By the way, uh, just uh, digressing for a bit. I believe Steph, you turned us on to the the intro of the last uh, Tim Dillon, or maybe it was two weeks ago. Tim Dillon's podcast where he broke down The Sopranos. That was so funny. Oh, the many so Saints funny. of Newark. Uh, <laughs> many I'm Saints sure. of Newark. Yes, I'm not even going to try to 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 do it justice. Just go listen. If you don't know who Tim Dillon is, go to your podcatcher, type in Tim Dillon, listen to that episode about the Many Saints because that first part of it was so fucking funny. The producer though, when he was like, "Quit, quit." Ben, quit blacking up your voice. Yeah, you can't do that, dude. <laughs> he goes, I can do the gay character. I'm gay. You can't do that. But uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, so I guess we're ready to play the game. Let's take a break, come back, and uh, we'll get going. Hey, you hungry? I got an idea for you. Why don't you go to Atlanta Pizza in Euro? That's Atlanta Pizza in Euro in Conyers, Georgia. That's right. They have delicious pizza and delicious euros. We've been there a bunch of times. We've had a couple of, we've done a couple of shows there. We've done a couple of meet and greets there. In fact, we're planning on going back uh, sometime in November or sometime in the fall to do uh, another like live recording and, and more on that when we know more, know more about it. But uh, first things first, let's talk about Atlanta pizza and euro. They have brand new options for you. They have gluten-free crusts, vegan cheese. Uh, and as always, they have a lot of great local craft beers at reasonable prices. Now, Steph, don't they have a, uh, a food truck? They do have a food truck. Um, and we all want to catch a ride in this food truck, like big time. Yeah. And I think they've done a few things so far that that went very well, he said. Mm-hmm. And just to go back, though, the craft beer thing that you were talking about, I had some really good beer the last time I was there. I was like, okay. I can't, I think it was Tropicalia or something. I'd never had it before. And now that's like one of my favorite beers. So they have, Hell yeah. I think that's what it was, but they have really great beers there. And Mike, he likes to bring you around the little taster, let you take a little sip. You don't yeah. have to buy the whole thing. You know, you, maybe you don't know. He'll like, here, take a sip and then you can get it if you want to. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about them. I don't mind a little beer every now and then, a good tasty brew to go with your pizza. And okay. hey, keep it Dustin in the family. Just had a pizza. Yeah, Dustin, <laughs> let's keep it in the family. I was just about to say that. Now, uh, someone in your family works there. Yeah, my oldest son, Rylan, he's, uh, he's a server there. So when you walk in and you see you know, a 6'5", uh, dude come up and ask you what you want to eat that's my son he, he enjoys it he loves the people there it's a great uh atmosphere you know they've had long existing customers that um come in there you know all the time it's like a family it's kind of like a cheer situation he, he loves working there and he's Mike, bringing home free pizzas too right yeah that that's a perk from time to time but yes. <laughs> yeah. mike hall has been a supporter of radio labyrinth for a very long time and we thank him for that mike and uh his lovely wife have uh, always supported us and uh 
couldn't find a, a nicer couple and we would like everybody to to patronize the restaurant which is in conyers and maybe dustin will be there how about that it's, it's atlanta pizza Euro.com if you want to find out more about it look at the menu uh and and try it i mean it's good pizza so it's great pizza killer crust killer cheese he has great sauce i i mean i haven't tried the vegan pizza yet which i don't know you know i'm sure that mike is going to make it wonderful right no matter what it is does it have pepperoni on it no oh it's vegan oh <laughs> they, they make oh. vegan pepperoni i'm sure it's delicious sure vegan pepperoni is delicious but now on a vegan can't you use beyond meat that is sort of like meat but it isn't there's a lot more alternatives than there used to be that's for sure you can use the impossible bat <laughs> <laughs> don't bring mike, mike does not put bat in his pizza mike does not want people thinking that he puts impossible bat <laughs> in his pizza so please i mean not even real bat let alone impossible bat check out atlanta pizza in euro there on facebook and they are and the links are all here for you to, to click on and to go check it out uh that's atlanta pizza euro.com and we're back we are back and now we are ready to play the game what is it called again pour some sugar on me all uh pepper trivia Spoonful of sugar trivia. Spoonful of sugar trivia. Okay. Prepare so, to be underwhelmed. We're we are dumb. We are dumb. We are very <laughs> for all of us, Jeff. This will this will be the radio labyrinth squid game. Yeah. <laughs> for all of us. We're all gonna die like in the Everybody get behind stop. get behind Tim. <laughs> that would be a bad idea. And I'll give you a famous line from a movie. Um, right. that food, cooking, anything in the culinary world, and you tell me the movie. So, for example, if I was to give you Jenny and Me was like peas and carrots. Morse code. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm just, this will be one more just example. As God is my witness, I will never go hungry again. But, uh, gone, gone with the wind. Yes. All right, but say your name as soon as you know it. All right, here we go. We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, yeah. candy. Elf. Yes. So that is Elf, uh, Will Ferrell playing Buddy. All right, one for Jeff. Up next, leave the gun, take the cannoli. Tim, the godfather. Yes, good job, good job. All right, um, this one is, if you are what you eat, then I only want to eat all the good stuff. If you are what you eat, I only want to eat the good stuff. Steph, Willy Wonka. Ooh, close, close. Uh, Patton Oswalt. Tim. This Ratatouille. Yes, correct, correct. Which, uh, Tim, welcome to the world of kids' movies. You are <laughs> going to watch them all again and all the new ones, and they're oh, actually no pretty good. He does like uh, Elmo, even though he doesn't know what it means. <laughs> all right, next up. It's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice. Dustin, Anchorman. Yes, correct, correct. God, I didn't know that one. <laughs> um, is butter a carb? Let me try to do it as the character. Is butter a carb? Uh, clueless. Uh, Ooh, in the same vein. Jeff, Mean Girls. Yes, yes, uh, Mean Girls. Uh, come on, Jeff. Score very well here. I hope someone else takes a score too. Uh, oh, okay. This is a good one. You guys like? A census taker once tried to test yeah. me. I, <laughs> Balance of the Lambs. Yes, I knew you were going to get that one. 
where am I? Uh, ogres have layers. Ogres have, uh, or onions have layers. You get it? We uh, both have. Trick. Yes. All right. Again, that came from what my kids watching that movie 500 times. <laughs> I've only seen it once. So up next. Oh, are you nuts? We had pancakes for breakfast. Got to go to a place. Fargo. Yes. Good job. Oh. I'll finish that. Got to go to a place I can get a shot and a beer and a steak. Maybe no more fucking pancakes. (laughs) Uh, All right. Got a couple more. I would be proud to partake in your pecan pie. Tim. When Harry met Sally. Yep. 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 All right. A couple more. Sunny. True love is the greatest thing in the world, except for a nice MLT. Jeff. Princess Brad. Oh. My 10-year-old guessed that today. I gave him the game and he was like, Princess something? I'm like, wow. <laughs> if I could only have one food for the rest of my life, Justin, that's easy. Stand by me. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that one would slip you guys up. That's a Stephen I feel like King you movie. gave them all the answers, Emily, before the show. <laughs> no, they, this feels like a setup. How do these assholes know this shit so quick? I don't understand this. Because we're dorks. It's the, only, it's the only knowledge we contain. Mm-hmm. Either that or they Googled all the food movie trivia last week. When I no, I, I, yeah, I didn't know this is what it was about. Sorry, Gil, I can't feed you. I need to Google some food. <laughs> <laughs> this one might be kind of tricky. There's no point to any of this. It's just a, a random lottery of meaningless tragedy and a series of ne- uh, near escapes. So I take pleasure in the details. You know, a quarter pounder with cheese. Those are good. Oh. The sky about 10 minutes before it starts to rain. The moments where your laughter becomes a cackle. Steph, 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 Steph. Reality Bites. Yes, good job. You know, I've never seen that. Good one. What? Nope. Well, so if that's all of them. That is it. Game. I don't. God, I got one at least. Jesus. (laughs) Steph makes it to the board. What's the score? I I got Tim and Dustin tied at four. Jeff with three and Steph at one. Yep, that's what I got too. All right, that was actually a fun game. You we should do a tiebreaker. Okay, so I've got a tiebreaker. You want to do a tiebreaker? Okay, sure. so it's just me and Dustin? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, my dear girl, there are some things that just aren't done, such as drinking Dom Perignon 53 above the temperature of 38 degrees Fahrenheit. I'll keep going. That's just as bad as listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. Uh, oh, uh, never say never again. Close Goldfinger. Oh, no tiebreaker. No tiebreaker. So we're, you're you're all winners. In my <laughs> that was a fun game. I think we should do more games like that where we do the movie quotes and they're related to a topic. That was fun. That yes, was quick and easy, and and uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, let Stephanie present it so she won't have to compete. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be best. Yeah, I think you should let Emily just come on and do it. Yeah. Sure, yeah. our game master. Yeah. I'll be the game master. I like I need that. somebody to replace Ira. He had the best games. I mean, he would go elaborate on these games. I mean, not that I, yours isn't good. I'm just saying that he would do. Uh, yeah, no, I will say that uh, I had Ira in mind as I was trying to create this game. So hopefully I lived up to his, his standards. Yeah, he did great. Sure. He did. Yeah, for sure. It was pretty awesome. awesome. Uh, 
Um, so now is the part of the show where we talk about what we watched and uh, and all that all that jazz. And I did not watch an awful lot of television. So who wants to go first? Steph, right. why don't you go? Because you haven't been on in a while. Um, I I watched the Chappelle thing, the closer. What'd you think? I loved it. It was great. It was Everybody really funny. Yep. Yeah. Did you like the part where he was talking to you in the bar? I don't care about your subway tiles, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, there was so many parts I thought were funny. Um, definitely the strippies when he was talking about them putting their feet in the dirt. Yeah. yeah. That part got me. Uh, the part when he was talking about watching the videos of the black people beating up Asians. And that's what was probably going on inside of him. Yes. Yeah, talking about the virus. <laughs> He says he's the Magic Johnson of coronavirus. <laughs> that that got me. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't really fault it anywhere. The only thing that I will say is that I felt like he gave. He was talking about the guy who was a slave, and then he became a slave master, mm-hmm. and then he was even more brutal, like extra brutal. And the white slave masters were like, Jesus, God, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he made the point, because to, to me, I felt like Dave's generally very diplomatic. And he made the point of, well, that was the business model he was taught and da, da, da. I felt like that was kind of cheap way to get out of it, because especially for somebody who listens to a lot of true crime, if you're extra brutal for no reason, you're just a sick fuck. And I really yeah. felt like he should have made that point. He kind of like... He just kind of was like, yeah, that was the business Molly's talk. So that was my only, you know, thinky part of what he said, where I was just like, ah, he took the easy way out on that one. He couldn't. And were you willing to further. forgive the baby after you watched it? <laughs> Never mad at the baby. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know the baby is. I mean, well, I mean the baby's last <laughs> album was terrible. It was terrible. And that was the other thing, too. Why don't you bring that up? The baby's free, but nobody wants him. His music sucks, but whatever. Um, and I watched There's Someone Inside This House on Netflix. It was some horror movie that was, yeah. you just kept thinking it was going to do something. It didn't. It was, bleh. I'm rewatching The Sopranos, like I said. You you finished season one and you're on season two, right? I'm on season two. Richie has just yeah. made his debut. He, what a psychopath. He ran, he ran dude over. Yep. Oh, and- poor Beansy. Beansy. Poor Beansy just ran Beansy's ass over. And Tony, it's the it's Tony's just got him in the mall and was like, "You need to fucking learn some respect." Yeah, and I'm running the shit now. And blah 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 blah. And Richie just looks at him with those dead damn doll eyes. Don't give me those Manson lamps. That's what he calls them, Manson lamps. <laughs> They're so creepy. Yeah. So creepy. David Proval is an amazing actor. He should have done. He should have been in a lot more than he wants. His mother is truly the worst mother. She uh-huh. is the worst mother of all time. Diabolical. Yeah. She's such a bitch. And, How uh, she sets Junior up. Oh, and yeah. And then she's like, oh, but now I have dementia. I don't remember any of this crap. Who is that? <laughs> God bless it. She's the ultimate manipulator. Um, and Vera Farmiga does a good job. You'll see. Do you know, to me, the only person on the whole show who's not a manipulator is Carmela. Oh, she's incredibly manipulative. You'll find out. Oh, I guess that's coming on down the road. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've only I would... watched The Sopranos one time, and yeah. it's years ago. And so it's like I'm watching it for the first time. And there's all these, you know, we have all these young kids at work now, like all these 20-somethings. Oh, they're or all watching it, aren't they? They're all watching it. And the one girl, she was in the lunchroom the other day. She goes, no spoilers, no spoilers. 
This show was out like, 20 years ago. No spoilers. This is what I'm saying. The show came out like 20. What are you talking about? No spoilers. Jesus I'll make, Christ. I'll make a recommendation to you before you move on. If you really love the, if you if you want to get like what's going on in each of those episodes, a good companion to that is Talking Sopranos with Michael Imperioli and uh, Stephen Sharippa. Yeah, I'm going to watch right? that. So they go. Do they go in uh, order? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing that. I'm starting like I to that. do with the with the Office Ladies, where you you listen to the Office Ladies break down the episode, yeah. and then you watch that episode on on Peacock. And yeah, I only do that with the episodes that I really like uh, with the Office Ladies. But um, anyway, yeah. Uh, so and then I watched the new one of the first episodes of the new installment of the movies that made us the Aliens one, and that was really good. Cool. So, yeah, I would Every- definitely watch that. And my my staff pick is. Oh God! I hope it's better than Billions. That's all mm-hmm. I can say because Billions has sucked the fat one. I quit watching it. It's such a piece of shit. But Succession is coming back this Sunday, October seventeenth, season three. And if you watch Succession, then you know the end of season two was like what? So this is like a really big deal. I love Succession, and it was one of those shows like I didn't want to like it. I thought, how can you possibly get into the show? None of these characters are redeemable. None of them are likable. Well, they're not, but it's still funny and evil and mean, and it's just fun to watch. <laughs> the the back half of Billions was good stuff of, of season five. If you if you watch it, it, it's good to see how Damian Lewis is leaving the show. That's what I'm watching, Jeff, and I just can't get into it. I guess it's just I just don't care anymore about this Taylor going after Axe, and now you got uh, yeah, that was the, the first the part Vampire of the show, five, but. The second yeah. part of season five, I think they corrected, course corrected, and made it really good. And it was kind of sad to see Axe go. I'm I'm trying to get back into it. I let it die off for a while there with COVID. And then I've started watching a few, and I can see what you're saying about them trying to pull it back together. But um, I don't know. I, so they do tell you at the end of this season why he's not going to be in the next one. Yeah. Well, okay. in, in real life, his wife died. So he's yeah. in the show. So. I, so I was wondering, well, how is how are they going to make this show go on without him? Because he's one of the you know, Uncle Junior's <laughs> taking over. Corey Stoll, yeah. Right. That's not going to be. That's the show is him and Giamatti, which that's, that's why that's I feel what, like it should have just already been over. That's what everybody's saying, but uh, some people are saying they'll they'll give it a chance because they, it came back so well with the back half of season five that they'll keep keep with it at least for a few episodes. But a lot of people are saying, yeah, maybe it did jump the shark with Damian Lewis leaving. I mean, I feel like, I feel like we've all changed. COVID has changed us and COVID changed that show. Like the show was pre-COVID funny, silly, whatnot. And now I just don't feel like it fits. There's something missing from it for me anyway. I felt like that was shameless because they all had their masks on and stuff. I hate that. (laughs) 10 years when the whole rest of the season didn't have masks and then all of a sudden right. they do yeah shameless was rough they deserve a some kind of movie or something later on but they killed frank off already so spoiler alert but <laughs> that was you know that was well known yeah, yeah. they should they should have brought amy rossum back just for one episode for the final i didn't watch much either i only watched uh the squid game of course um black i'm still watching blacklist and catching up on it and it's i'm still he he's still an uh, an amazing actor and somehow I that popped up in my recommendations i don't know if if siri or alexa or somebody was listening to us talk about blacklist but... 
probably. Yeah. I'll have to give you my mom's phone number, Dustin. You should love it. <laughs> She'll tell you all about it every episode and break it down for you. And then that's why you got to watch the blacklist stuff. That's it's just it's a good show. You have to watch the blacklist. My staff pick is going to be Dune on HBO Max and and at the theater. And I'm going to try to hit the theater for this one just because, I mean, he makes uh, the director uh, Villeneuve. He makes such beautiful shots and everything. I just I can't wait to see it on a, on a big screen. Are they doing IMAX? Yes. And um, this and it is in two parts. So this will only be, you know, half the story, probably to the point that he, you know, becomes uh, the leader of the uh, of the rebel group. <clears throat> That'll probably end it for the and then the next one will, uh, will be, I think, next year. I think they filmed them all at the same time. So it's just already in the can. So it'll come out pretty quick. Awesome. See the, be- the beautiful Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Who's going to be the new Willy Wonka, which I won't see. I didn't like the Depp one very much. I did see it, of course, because it was a Tim Burton film, but I, I can't get past the Gene Wilders to me and will always be Willy Wonka. Yeah. Yeah, but this sure. is a prequel, right? Are they even getting yeah. into Andy stuff? I thought this was when he was a kid. No, but like- and and Timothy Chalamet is saying that he's he's trying to be be uh, Wilder, respect, yeah, trying to be respectful of the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka. All right, he's a good actor. I bet you he he'll be good. like a baby Wilder. He'll he'll probably get all of his mannerisms down, the whole thing. I want him to be like Pawtucket Pete. Uh, I'll go because Jeff has more than me and Emily, you'll get to tell us your staff pick for the week if you don't mind. So think about that if you don't already have it on your mind. Uh, I watched, this is a show that Dustin, I think, recommended, Oats Studios on uh, Netflix. Watched all of them. There's more of them available on YouTube, by the way, if you're into this sort of thing. Um, I thought there was so much going on, all these different snippets and and shows. I think a lot of them would make good series. Um, And some of them wouldn't, but uh, did anybody else watch that? You watched it, right, Dustin? Oh yeah, I've, I've watched them multiple times. It's been out on YouTube for probably two or three yeah. years, right? Um, but yeah, he he made them, and his idea was when he didn't uh, after he did um, Chappie, I think was was the last one that he did that everybody just didn't like. So uh, his idea was to create the studio uh, in South Africa and produce this stuff on his own because he'd made so much money off those three movies uh that he'd made that um these were going to be pitches for all for right. new movies or things to studios and you know they, they just didn't they didn't come through the one with sigourney weaver was actually going they actually were going to use part of the unused alien script that he wrote uh-huh. was tied in was tied into it but then he changed it but um but yeah all of those are they're amazing. The, the special effects, of course, that's what he's known for is right. he's got a special effects house called Oats, just like Peter Jackson has, you know, his own, uh, this was his version. And uh, I'm really surprised him, we didn't pick any of them up. By him, we're talking about Neil Blomkamp who did yes. uh, District 9 and Chappie and, and he's a good actor and he's a good uh, filmmaker. So, but yeah, you're right. The, the, the one with Sigourney Weaver, that could be its own thing. And I, I hope that some of that stuff gets made. I mean, these have been around, they were made a while ago. But they um, look brand new. I mean, they look. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I just watched the first episode today. Um, yeah. I mentioned that you guys would probably bring it up. And I liked it. It was the one with Sigourney. So they're all different. Are they based in the same Mm-mm. world? No, they're all 
Yeah, they're all separate. These were like ideas for movies, so they're almost like shorts. That, yeah. And each one of them is different and, and have a different style, too. Um, There's one set in the 80s. It's like an infomercial from the 80s where there, it's like a cooking device <laughs> show and it all it ends up just being misery for the people that are hosting it. So, yeah, there's some of their it's and not all of it. I mean, most of it's sci fi, but there's also comedy. There's there's one where uh, there's a guy that the guy from District nine, the main character plays God and he's yeah. got like a little uh, desk in front of him that has creation on it. And he like makes things happen with little people. Give them a plague. Yeah. yeah, send in the plague. And then You're having too much fun. Send in the animals. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really ingenious. Let's see. I listened to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast from last week with Rain Wilson and Aaron Lee. Uh, it's a it's a good episode. They talk about one of our former guests too, who Aaron was friends with, and that did a lot of social media for him. He passed away this year. Jeff, of course, you know who I'm talking about Mike Mike McPadden. Yes, McBeardo. We yeah. we had him on the show in 2019, I believe. And uh, he's he's a, if you haven't read any of his works, Google his name and, and buy some of these works. He's a funny guy. He was a great guest, too. And maybe we'll link to it here. Um, and my staff pick, uh, I'm going with the USA series, The Sinner, which returns. The last season was the worst thing I've ever watched with uh, all those people. So this new uh, season can't be worse. It was so bad. I quit watching it. I had to finish it because I really like Bill Pullman, but it was not a good season. The first two mm-hmm. Was great. this that Twin Peaks looking thing? He's looking no. for a serial killer and you can't tell if he's real or if he's imagining it. It's not, it doesn't give off those those vibes to me because it's a linear show and there's not a lot of, there's no science fiction in it or anything. But yeah, he was chasing a serial killer and it was ridiculous because he, he was a cop in a small town in New York State and he's going to New York and following this guy around. He would have been in trouble for it. First season though, the one with uh, Jessica Biel where she was the star of it. It was, um, it had a really good twist ending to yeah. it. Yeah. And Carrie Coon's season was good too, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But then just you- this last one was, what the hell was going on? Uh, I watched What We Do in the Shadows. That was good. The Colin Robinson story is continuing, trying to find what, how the energy of vampires came to life. And they end up finding a siren instead. Sweet. Uh, finished all Squid Games. Watched uh, Walking Dead. I wish that show would just die already. And now they're <laughs> introducing a new show mm-hmm. that's going to oh. start next year. Uh, and then the anthology series where it's, every episode's different. So it just won't go away. I watched uh, Only Murders in the Building this week. No spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, same. Very good. All right. And now it, it opens up a new avenue of investigation of somebody that we've been seeing all along but maybe have something to do with it that's That's all oh my god i ate spaghetti (laughs) (laughs) i watched the first episode of chucky the new series i thought that that started tonight no it started last night okay but uh, you can get on usa tonight yeah it's on usa and sci-fi um it was good it's they kind of set chucky up as being like a golem if you know anything about the golem like in jewish mythology yes that's kind of like the 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 main character is like bullied and picked on and so chucky kind of comes to his rescue that's what maury from maury's wigs calls tony soprano when they uh, rip off the hasidim and steal their hotel in season two yeah you're a golem (laughs) 
Um, Emily, what's your stat pick? You got one for us? And if you're watching anything, you can tell us about it too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I've been bored with shows lately. So I started going on like music documentaries and I hate to admit that I'm only, it was only a few weeks ago that I finally learned that Leonard Skinner was not from Alabama, but from Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> Watch the uh, documentary. If I leave here tomorrow. Was it good? Was, yeah. Really, really good. Um, so I learned a lot about the band and now uh, have an even greater appreciation for all those tunes. Um, I also watched a documentary called Tennessee Whiskey. It is the Dean Dillon, kind of the history of the songwriter, Dean Dillon. He wrote a ton of stuff for George Strait. So that's how I kind of found it was on YouTube. Yeah, he's rich. Yeah. Well, you know why he's really rich now? Why? Because he actually wrote Tennessee Whiskey, I think in like the 50s and a ton of people have cut it. And now that Staples. Uh has made him a millionaire so nice. um good and then i stumbled upon something i should never have wanted to watch but i've gotten hooked it's called meat eater it's a guy that goes out and hunts it's on oh, netflix yeah, yeah he's um, great. I, I think it's been around for a while because they got a ton of seasons um one episode joe rogan and he go bow hunting together yeah. uh, i'd say it's in the same kind of vein as alone um it's not a competition he just takes like one or two people out on different hunts in different parts of the world in every episode. Just a cooks. really cool. Yeah. And then he cooks it too at the end. Mm. Um, so it goes through the whole transition and he really does kind of very culinary type things out in the field. Like he took wild blueberries and made a sauce to put on, um, you know, some meat and uh, bone marrow that he had cooked. So <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Blueberry and bone marrow. Mm. Yeah. I've, I've actually, that on like a real restaurant's menu before too so uh, it is not that uncommon and then um staff pick we're a few weeks out but i am jones in for yellowstone to come back so bad i need those cowboys back in my life so that's uh, november 7th all right oh, the Thank teddy bitter the teddy pendergrass documentary on prime is really good by the way okay i'll check sad that one story out. but it uh he, they show the only time he ever sang, you know, the Kenny Rogers song, Lady. Yeah. He was going to transition into, you know, that was, he was going to, that was going to cross over from R&B into pop with that song. And there's only one recording of him ever singing it because he got mangled in that car accident, like oh. right after. But they, they play this clip from London where he sang it live and what a different song. This is really? Teddy, Teddy P singing it. It's a uh, very big but it's a really good story. It's sad. And Rick James, Rick James documentary is really good. Did they talk about uh, Eddie Murphy's Teddy Pettigrass bit from the early 80s? They should be throwing their panties on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's what we watched, what everybody watched, and our staff picks. And now it's time to play views or snooze the horror halloween edition presented by jeff leboff hello america and once again it's time for your favorite pastime which one will they choose play along with this week's edition of views or snooze take it away jeff all right views or snooze day of the dead this is the new sci-fi zombie show starts this week is it a remake you of, and then tell me if i should it's a romero. series based on the george romero universe but i don't think george romero has anything to do with it well i would hope not 
Yeah. But I mean, they're not. They're not using his name or anything? Yeah, they're not using the characters that he created or anything like that. I'll view the first episode. Yeah, I'll view it. I don't know. I'm kind of ruined. Black Summer was so damn good. I don't know. How is sci-fi going to do anything as good as that? Black Summer came from Z Nation, which was on sci-fi. I see what you're saying. It better be... They better not be lumbering soap opera like The Walking Dead. Yeah, campy and stupid and Right. Anyway. And funny. George Romero's stuff was funny, so maybe there'll be some humor in it. I don't know. I'm going to give it a, a views. Emily? Um, I'm going to snooze on that. I'm not big on zombies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number two, some of us have already talked about Halloween Kills. Comes out on Peacock. Views. 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 They're putting yeah. that out on Peacock? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not same, know that. Comes, comes out the same day on Peacock as, as theaters. Good, I'll be able to watch it with commercials. Nice. I don't care. I'm going to watch it with the commercials. Me too. Yeah. Well, views. Yeah. Yeah. Views. Views from everybody. Yep. Yes. Yep. All right. And this one definitely gets views for me, at least for the first episode. Why? Because it, it won't be in a theater. I'll be home on my couch. Oh, and you won't be masturbating in the theater. Prime <laughs> <laughs> oh, is doing an, a, a series based on I Know What You Did Last Summer. Starts this week. Sweet. No news. News. I'm gonna say snooze because I tried to get into that scream series and it just made me angry. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I, I didn't care for the original at all, so I wouldn't. What do you want from me, huh? The Gordon Fisherman going around killing people right. just didn't scare me at all. <laughs> no. I mean, there was some good death scenes, though. They had some good death scenes. Uh, it was funny. in the parody. When they parried it in a scary movie, that was funny. <laughs> that was good. So that's views or snooze. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. Now we have a, uh, a very important announcement to make um, from Barkville Dog Rescue. Stephanie, please tell us about it. Oh, my God. If you guys, first off, you remember when we had that super cool guy come in from six bridges brewing company when we were at the studio and he brought in those beers for us to try. Yes, yes, I do. He, you know, obviously he is like a super cool guy and he, he loves dogs. He's a mental idiot about them. So he <laughs> will always let people use his place for dog events and things like that. He loves for people to bring their dogs. They always have food trucks and he'll have bands playing. It's just a great place to hang out. So uh, October 23rd from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Barkville will be at Six Bridges Brewing Company. We are looking for you to bring your dog in a costume because there is a dog costume contest. There will be prizes. Uh, there's going to be raffle tickets. Uh, from what I understand, there's some big-ass prize that we're giving away. I don't know what it is yet, but they're giving some prize away. And uh, we'll have Barkville merchandise for sale so you can, you know, buy it and make yourself look like you care about things. Emily Hine Warren and her lovely husband were so cool and they sponsored us in our raffle. We just did the, the race for our lives a couple of weeks ago. We really appreciated that. It was awesome of you guys. And um, so, yes, if you want to come out, bring the whole family. It's a fun place to go. It's October 23rd, Saturday from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Barkville Dog Rescue, Barkawine, woof. Oh, and by the way, the following Saturday, this girl 
is going to be hosting, or I'm sorry, I'm going to be judging a dog costume contest at Bogan Park in Buford for the Gwinnett County Animal Shelter. I'm very excited about this. I've never just been a judge for dog costumes, and, I, and I'm pretty stoked about it. So that's the following Saturday. Awesome. Yeah, I don't have a, pictures. I don't have a dog. Can I dress as Dog the Bounty Hunter and be <laughs> in the costume? in the contest i'm gonna say jeff if you come like that i'll make sure that you get something <laughs> i will definitely make sure you get something uh coming up thank you steph coming up on november 6th in rome georgia if you are so inclined please join us at kuzakon kuzakon yeah kuzakon it's a con dedicated to Jeannie kuzamano the lady that lives next door to the sopranos no that's not true <laughs> that's what i was wondering is it uh coo S-A-C-O-N.com. Uh, we are going to be there. Uh, we're going to try to record a show. So if, if, if uh, you want to come out and say hello to us, we'll put you on. Um, but we are going to be there. We'll have a little booth uh, or table. Um, and uh, hopefully Eddie Munster won't get dirt all over them. <laughs> How about like Ming Chen and Brian Silverbacks and a few yeah. other people? Carrie Means, the voice Carrie of Means. Yeah. yeah, Carrie Means is Frylock on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He goes to all the conventions. It'll be nice to see him again. He's a cool guy. Um, so come out and see us. Like I said, it's uh, November 6th, Rome, Georgia. Go to kuzakon.com. Jeff and I will be there. Dustin will be there. Um, uh, Steph, are you going? She's invited, but whether she can make it on a Saturday or not, still to TBD. We'll say, Saturday? TBD. we'll say TBD on that. We'll say TBD. If Steph doesn't come, I'll put on a blonde wig. <laughs> Steph. You can use my dog, the bounty hunter wig. I'll be, I'll be done <laughs> yeah. with it by then. Her hair doesn't look like his. <laughs> I'll just dress up like the the um dog, the bounty hunter's wife's tits, like on, on South Park. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so before we wrap up, everybody, let's talk about where you can find us on social media. First of all, if you're not watching the YouTube channel, you can watch the YouTube channel. Uh, it's youtube.com slash Radio Labyrinth Podcast. And all the episodes that we've done the last couple of years are up there and a uh, year and a half, whatever, how long, however long this horrible pandemic has been. Dustin does a kick-ass job editing these shows. They all look really, really good. And uh, we have a lot of our great interviews, the Radio Labyrinth Presents that we've been doing. Check those out if you haven't seen them yet or listened to them yet. Um, see the guests as we're talking to them. Uh, and while you're there, like, subscribe, and share, please. We could use all of that. And, you know, it's real simple to do all those things. Patreon.com forward slash Tim Andrews is how you become a Patreon member for $25 a month. You can be a Radio Labyrinth producer and uh, uh, you're... Your first foray into that will get you a nice T-shirt that you can choose, including the ones we have right now, which are really a, a tribute to uh, the show What We Do in the Shadows, artwork done uh, by our friend Fuxi and colorized by Jeff. They look really good. You can also get a coffee mug, and all those links are available in the show notes. Um, you can follow us on social media at Radio underscore Labyrinth on Twitter uh facebook you know radio labyrinth and we also have the radio shack if you are a serious fan and you want to uh, talk shit and smack uh dustin runs that and we have uh, two instagrams which you can also find in the show notes um and our old host ira has a funny uh and and cool and hip uh facebook page that algorithms don't push you to hate each other uh, <laughs> sorry you're not blew up ricky i want to thank again emily hind warren for joining us and thank you Yay, Emily. Very, very generous donation to the uh 
WSB Carathon, the Aflac Cancer and Blood Disorder Center at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. This has been a fun show. Thank you for your game. I hope you bring one back next time. Next time you come on, we'll, we'll do a game. You can be the game master. This was super fun. Um, I love donating to the Choa Carathon every year. Anything for kids. You know, I told Steph, I kind of feel like it's, uh, you know, my karma. Hopefully, uh, if I give to the kids, I won't need to be there someday. But um, it's a really good organization. So I'm glad that we could give the money. And then to get this bonus prize to be on with you guys was just, you know, super exciting. I had a great awesome. time. Well, thank you. I had fun. Thank you. All right. So until next week, everybody, please remember to. Radio Labyrinth, we are supported by Patreon. That's right. And our top Patreon uh, donors are called producers. And we have a slew of them. And I want to read their names and thank them right now because we haven't done that in a while. First of all, Chris Chandler, thank you very much. Uh, and if you guys want to weigh in on any of these people, please jump in. Uh, this isn't the former quarterback, right, for the Falcons. It's not no, that Chris Chandler. No, it's not Crystal Chandelier. <laughs> It is not Crystal Chandler, uh, but it is Chris Chandler. It's also not WSB's Chris Chandler. It's a different Chris Chandler. There's lots of Chris Chandlers, as it turns out. Uh, our, our Patreon's the best Chris Chandler. Is the best. Absolutely. And the best Brad Perkins in the country is 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 also uh, one of our Patreon members. Big, buttery Brett. <laughs> Big, buttery Brett. Butter him up. Uh, Todd Ellis, thank you very much for donating. Uh, Roby Neely, who you can hear from time to time, on uh, the uh, the always consistent Mike TV podcast, which is on our channel, uh, hosted by Lisa Krause and uh, and uh, Dean. 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 Yeah. And shout out to Roby too, because he he was just in a car accident. He's okay. Oh that. Oh no. Yeah. That sucks. But no, um, Dean and Lisa do a good job when they when they actually do the show, and uh, Roby is a good contributor to that show. So check it out if you've never listened. Go through our you know little back archive, and and uh, they do really, 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 really deep dive. <laughs> uh, another uh, Patreon uh, producer, Tim Slayton. Thank you very much, yeah. uh, Brian Smith, who he and his uh, fiance are getting married in October on Halloween, and is a Halloween themed wedding. I hope I get to go. Um, but if not, I, I wish them the best. They're great, great peeps, and uh, they're big supporters of Dragon Con. Usually, see them down there. Didn't get to this year. Uh, John Sutherland, a great dude. He, uh, we've known him for quite a while. Been a supporter for a very long time. John, thank you very much. He uh, he got me a real cool gift one year. Um, I drew a um, kiss drawing for him, and he got it framed in, or put in glass. It was really cool. Oh, he was nice. great in mash too. Yes, he was. He was. <laughs> good in mesh uh mike d thank you mike d we've always said it that way uh, emily hein warren uh, who will be joining us because she donated to um 
uh, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, the WSB Carathon. And one of the packages was you get to sit in and watch us do Radio Labyrinth on Zoom. So she'll be come doing that very soon. And Buck- because she's Emily High Warren. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Buck Monterey, want to thank you very much. Another longtime producer. I always feel like he played Archie on All in the Family. <laughs> you think? <laughs> uh, Matt Carter. Uh, thank you very much, Matt Carter, another longtime sponsor and also a sweet, yes. sweet, sweet, wonderful man. Yes, he is. Uh, uh, Mike Hall, who we mentioned, he's also a sponsor and a uh, longtime donor. Eric Malmstrom, he's always funny on uh, on social media and supports us and, and interacts with us. And uh, last but not least, Mr. Chad Shepard, who gave us this, the Red Box Troll, another longtime donor, uh, former intern of mine, co-worker, really nice chap. And he's awesome. And there we go. Yeah, look at that pop out like a green penis. <laughs> if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to be a, a Patreon member, we have different levels, and those levels change from time to time. But what's always consistent is if you come in as a producer, that's twenty five dollars a month. You uh, off the bat, you get to pick one of our T-shirts. So now would be a good time because in a couple of weeks, well, while you're watching this, odds are we're going to have a new T-shirt or something that you want, and uh, those links will all be made available to you. So thank you guys, and uh, uh, we appreciate it very much. Please hang up and try again.